For all your sporting news, reviews and previews, this is the Sports Desk. Good evening Melbourne and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Monday evening, the 25th of September. Grand final week and of course the Brownlow medal tonight. Massive, massive things happening already. Um, I can't believe we're back here again. It's been a very, very quick year and we're in the best city in Australia and the best week of the year. Good evening to you. Uh, how are you feeling, Jerry, Liam and Jason? Goodbye, bye, Miss American Pie. (laughs) It's the start of a very, very long and fun week. So grand final week. Um, Yeah, Thursday's our live show. Do get to the um, Mountain View Hotel in Richmond. Yes. So for those who missed it, because there were some broadcast technical issues on Friday. So we did do a show, but if you were listening via the wireless, you would not have heard it. Uh, so the podcast is available if you want to go get it. But uh, yes, the show didn't go to air. But if you missed it, we are doing a special grand final show on Thursday at 6pm at the uh, Mount View Hotel in Richmond on Bridge Road, just a kick away from the MCG and the Footy Festival. That show will then go to air on Friday at 5pm at our usual slot there and then air an encore show 10am on grand final day. So it's going to be absolutely massive. Looking forward to it. So if you're nearby... Get down. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. The grand final shows are always the most fun. So, yeah. uh, But it's time to get into the news, and we will, we will break them down later, but it's unavoidable talking about them. But the prelim finals were done, done and won, and um, the team I've been spruiking up Ooh. for most of the final series <laughs> is now out. Uh, all of season twenty twenty three, bigging them up a little bit. Have you seen the titles to our podcasts? Uh, no, goodbye, goodbye, Miss American Pie. Final song. That um, how are you feeling the in the first five goals? <sighs> At quarter time, I was very excited. <laughs> I was saying insane. Something, I can't remember what it was. It was something along the lines of I am afraid or something like that? Yeah. Was that uh, was? Just in a, a gif that was just a terrified person. But um, mm-hmm. No, it was very scary and very exciting. First prelim final that I, from, from memory, w- watching the Blues in. And, uh, I mean, we, we took it up to them for a bit, but uh, the Lions were strong. And, uh, yes, we will talk about that later. So, But the Blue Boys are out, and I'm um, very proud. Uh, I'm a bit flat. I think I'm more flat than I'm g- we were this close to this special week where it's the most fun. Um, but in the long run, I'm not too afraid because I think we'll be back here in the not-too-distant future. All right, so we better get into the top stories. Uh, we'll start off with you, Jerry. North Melbourne, it's breaking news. Assistance package. Yeah, so... Um the league has confirmed that North will receive a following one end of first round selection in the 2023 AFL draft, so currently pick 19, um, and also two end of first round selections in the 2024 AFL draft, currently picks 19 and 20. So this allows us to have also two additional rookie list spots in 2024. Yep. Um, so the AFL has obviously given that after North Melbourne has finished bottom two for the last three seasons and 17th this year. Um, so now North hold the three first-round selections of picks 2, 14 and 19 and three 2024 first-round selections ahead of, you know, the free agency coming up trade and draft period. So um, our CEO, Jennifer Watt, said we've worked closely with the AFL over the past few weeks to build our build out an assistance package and, yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed, this can help us in the coming years. 
so they get two extra first rounders next year, and, and then they well. then they get Ben McKay's compensation as pick. well. So that's four first so, rounders. Wow. And what was the original reasoning? If they announced the reasoning, <laughs> what for was it? the reasoning? Well, no, no. Usually no, they question. put out a, a, th- a statement of what to why. Yeah, good question. Do you not? Well, because <laughs> of uh, the recent results. Um, like to improve on and off the field. And Dylan, okay. Laura Kane and Ned Guy's been... Here's a focusing. question. Here's a question. Mm. If they had a finished bottom and got Harley Reid, would have they have got this assistant package? Yes or no? Oh, that's... We don't know. Probably not. But it seems interesting. Like West Coast might be feeling a bit salty there. I know they're getting number one, but maybe they've had a worse year than you. Well, we've, we've both ended up with... Pretty poor season, so I mean, yeah, it's always it's always interesting these these handouts. I know sometimes they are required, but in some situations, I think a couple of years ago, Gold Coast got two. What about when Carlton number got one drafts compensation picks a few years back? Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, we they, were they weren't <laughs> that good picks. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but Gold Coast got two number one yes. draft picks, first and second. So. Um, sorry, one and two. So that was and that it was, was the Anderson Rao year combo. Yes, yeah. so that was pretty massive. Yep. Um, but anyway, well, at least that's some positive for some North Melbourne fans. Um, it was a tough year, but it's just always interesting when they bring that out. Um, uh, so good luck to North next year. Uh, we'll get now to uh, the F1 Max Verstappen all but sealed his third consecutive drivers' championship with a victory at Suzuka at the Japanese Grand Prix. But Australian Oscar Piastri has come third, his first ever podium. Mm. Um, Just closing in, finishing that. Uh, His partner Lando Norris was in the spot, but he took over from him uh, late in the the race. So that's really good for him. Exciting for Aussie because, I mean, we're lucky to have an Aussie in the spot, I guess, after uh, our man Ricardo left. Um, So for him to get a podium already. Yeah, or well, he's only 21. He's got yeah. plenty of years left in the sport. And, you know, McLaren could be something to watch out for in the coming years. Yep. Um, also here, the Rugby World Cup, and it's just gotten worse mm. to worse for the Wallabies. Uh, they are now out of the group stage of the Rugby World Cup, losing 40-6 to to the Welsh team, Wales. Mm. So um, not great. Not yeah, great. Yeah, well, the coach, Eddie Jones... Um, wasn't too happy with a few questions thrown at him in the press conference. Um, well, rightly so, but obviously they didn't perform and he obviously asked a few of veterans leading up to it. And, yeah, there, there's more calls to invest more money into um, rugby union because rugby league is very popular, but rugby union is a more tactical game with more numbers. So, yeah, disappointing. We've never been out this early in the group stage and, yeah, um, very sad to see. Um, on a lighter note, we might move on to running quickly. Um, well, Asefa, the Ethiopian, broke a women's world record in marathon running 2.11.53. Um, previous record was 2.14.04 by Koskai in 2019. So she did that on a very flat, beautiful course in Germany, Berlin. The same course where Kipchoge um, for the men's won his fifth um, record-breaking run there as well. Um, and to put it into perspective here, she ran 3.07s for 42 kilometres. I can't even do 3.07s for 3K, so it's just ridiculous, and I've run nationals before. <laughs> so if you think, like, I'm an all right runner, well, Asef is next level. The Kenyans, Ethiopians just show what running is all about, and she could go, you know, sub 2.10 in the next five years. I'm going to call it that. Now, I was, I was hearing something, too, about her shoes that she ran with. So they're apparently $800 custom-made shoes that only mm. last one race. Is that right? 
What? <sighs> no, I want a chicken there. Okay. Yeah. Chicken. <laughs> Chickening it. Yeah, well, the carbon-plated shoes help propel you forwards. They've got yep. plate and super foam, but they're, they're going to last longer than a race. For professional athletes, they get okay. like 30 pairs, but for me, I'd probably use them a lot more than her, like fit, probably 300 Ks in them. But yeah, their value drops after the run. Okay. So anyway. Very expensive shoes, but if they're getting her over the line... Oh, then... they get me over the line <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> Don't the typical shoes that everyday citizens wear normally last about 600, <laughs> 600 kilometres or something like oh, that before you need to replace the shoe? Yeah, yeah. Don't mind it. Kind of right. Probably. Sounds fair enough. All right. Sporting athlete, 300k. <laughs> talk, there we go. Um, also in the news, more rugby here, the NRL the Panthers, uh, 38-4 over the Melbourne Storm, who are now out in the prelim finals. And the Broncos, 47-12 over the New Zealand Warriors. So sets up a Panthers-Broncos grand final. Fans, sporting fans in Brisbane, they'll be very, very happy. <laughs> yeah, well, two teams. Funny story. I saw Canberra and Broncos last time I was racing nationals, and they're both very good teams. It all depends on Reese Walsh, in my opinion. So he's a very good um, runner for Broncos, and if he can't get stopped, the Broncos have a very big chance to win. Yeah, no, that's going to be exciting. Sunday, uh, 7.30 p.m., the NRL Grand Final, Panthers and the Broncos. Do we know where it is? In Sydney, oh, or is it a core? Yeah, it's always in Sydney. Always in Sydney. Yeah, okay. So a core. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be massive. I wonder who their grand final entertainment. Oh, actually, no. I think it's a a Tina Turner tribute. Oh, okay. Uh, which is massive. Which obviously her song um, was massive through the NRL what scene performances. Do? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, oh, speaking of. Um, Performances. Usher has been announced as the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, it's, I love Usher. Oh, right. you, you better yeah. play an Usher song after. Oh, oh come on. It's not likely. DJ what was falling in love, mate. Yeah, it's a good song. Good song. <laughs> OMG, do you remember that one? That was a massive yeah, hit when I was a kid. Yeah. Without you? Yeah. yeah. Was, anyway. Yes. Yep. Say boy. Uh, Jason, the NHL had some exhibition games here this weekend. The first ever in the Southern Hemisphere. How first did they go? First ever in the Southern Hemisphere. Rod Laver Arena it was, and it was a damn near sellout, Sam. 13,097 for game one, 13,188 for game two. It was the Arizona Coyotes taking on the LA Kings. Moment of the game, and probably moment of the whole uh, preseason global series it was, came from Logan Cooley, a 19-year-old prospect, pick three in the 2022 NHL draft, Scoring an incredible Patrick Kane style uh, blind turn, I guess to translate it to the uh, to the panel here in the studio to score a goal while falling. It's incredible. We've got the video up here. We've got a camera in the studio. We're going to get Sam's reaction to that during the break. Uh, Coyote, no goals in game one for the first period, but then in the second period it all went off. Seven goals scored in it, leading to a four three second intermission. Uh, Coyotes ended up taking that game with an empty net goal, five to three. Game two was Kings was the Kings take, defeating the Coyotes three to two, uh, with Arizona starting out with a one nil lead from a Barrett Hayden goal on the power play. However, on a four on three power play, Adrian Kempe, one of the stars of the Kings, was able to tie it in the third period. Kings would also score twice to eventually win three two. However, Arizona's Travis Dermott would score it to make it three two with 17 seconds left. Australian-born Canadian raised uh, Jordan Spence was one of the stars of the game in game to, which was fantastic to see. Got a massive ovation by the local crowd. And the turnout surprised everyone from NHL officials to just the event itself. 
with both team coaches observing that all 32 teams in the NHL were represented by uh, the attendees. Oh. And it was confirmed that it, and well, not necessarily confirmed, but it was estimated that 40% of the fans in attendance for Rod Laver Arena across these two games were interstate. Wow. Sam. Super fans. Yeah, so it, it was it, it was a great success that surprised many by how big the turnout was, uh, Liam and Jerry. Well, maybe they'll um, decide to bring some more games with you, maybe even some season games. They never know. We'll find out. Uh, I think, believing from uh, Global Series past, they do often play a few games in Europe. There are documented NHL season games played in London, for instance. It'd be great. Yep. If this has gone so well, that's fantastic. And it's also a great sign for the... Uh, AIHL, which also had also, um, the, which is the local league here, a lot of jerseys were also represented in the crowd there, Liam. Well, we know NRL are heading to Las Vegas as well. So oh, yes, we know that. <laughs> Dangerous. It's going to be interesting. And uh, just keep in mind, by the way, Sports Desk will start covering the NHL once again, uh, beginning on opening night, uh, October 11th. And uh, I'm going to try and get everyone on the team here to get a team to pick for. Sam, I'm going to say that either the Vegas Golden Knights defending champions or the St. Louis Blues are going to be your team by the end of the year. Jerry already took on the Florida Panthers because of their miracle run in the in the seri- uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals in the previous season. Liam, I wonder what you're going to be picking as we go on. <laughs> Any right. last stories from you? Yeah, so heads of cricket, India lead the three-match ODI series 2-0 against Australia after beating them in the second ODI. India made 399 for five. Small ground and the pitch was pretty uh, dry, so not not ideal for bowlers. A few balls went out the ground. Shuris Iyer made 105. Shuman Gill, 104 of 97 balls. K.L. Rahul made a cameo of 50 off 35 balls. Sky made also 72 off 37 balls. And then Australia batted, had the worst start uh, to their batting innings, losing uh, two wickets in a row. Smith out first ball. Then they came off due to rain in the ninth over, which wasn't ideal. Sean Abbott got the most runs in the innings, 54 off 36 balls. And Ravi Ashwin was the pick of the bowlers with his carom balls, giving problems to the Aussie middle order batsman. He got three for 41 off seven overs. So the Aussies now have lost their last five ODIs, heading into an ODI World Cup starting on the 5th of October. So that's not ideal. Not worried about it. They are... You know, not playing their full side at the moment. They've still got Stark and Cummins to come back. So interesting stage that they're at. They play India on the 8th of October, I should say, and then South Africa. Okay. Massive. All right. When we come back, we'll be talking about the AFLW, uh, the VFL Grand Final, the Brownlow medalists tonight. We'll be looking at that as well. Some of our early predictions uh, for that. That kicks off at 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, reviewing the prelim finals from the weekend and then a bit of Premier League, the round ball game and the quiz to end it all. That's all coming up on the Sports Desk on Sin. Ballpark music on the Sports Desk on Sin. On your fr- uh, Monday evening, it is grand final week. Not that, I'm so excited. We're not quite there yet, but uh, it is an, an amazing week. Um, and let's get into talking about the round of AFLW. And it started off on Friday, and it was a massive uh, walloping performance from the Melbourne Demons, who defeated um, Hawthorne ten ten seventy to uh, Hawthorne one five eleven, GWS played on uh, Saturday with the Adelaide Crows, defeating them 106-37 as well. Um, 
not great on uh, GWS's path. Uh, Carlton and Richmond, a seven-point win for the Tigers in that game on Saturday. Geelong, uh, big win over Port Adelaide, 70-42. to Sydney uh, defeated West Coast, 34-21. to North Melbourne went down to the Brisbane Lions by two points. Um, and on Sunday... It was the Saints over the Magpies, 47-35. Essendon over Fremantle, 50-30. And the Gold Coast Suns over the Dogs by four points. Who are some of your standouts uh, from this weekend? Well, it was good to see the Saints get off the mark with their first win of the year coming from behind against Collingwood at Moorabbin. So the Pies had control of the first three quarters, but a late goal in the second and third for the Saints gave them a bit of belief. Then the Saints in the last quarter kicked the last five goals and came from 20 points down at three-quarter time to win the game. Patrikios, she's my favourite player, very classy. She got a goal and a goal assist in the last quarter. So well done, St Kilda. Oh, I'm a bit worried now. St Kilda might <laughs> play North and get us. I don't know if we're fixed, but we have to wait and find out. Um, but yeah, with North, Jazz Garner's having another great season. She kicked a goal and had 30 touches. Riddell also had 31 touches. Um, a bit monotone because we choked it. Um, we're up by three goals at half time and then only kicked one goal for the remainder of the game. Let Brisbane kick the next four and ultimate, ultimately win it in the last two minutes. So. Yeah, very disappointed. We've still never beaten Brisbane in AFLW. So Emma Carney had a shot from 60 metres out to win the game, but the ground announcer played the Brisbane Lions song when uh, it wasn't uh, no, you know, that's, that's That's someone not paying attention to the yeah, game that's, that's folding um, in front of them. Not ideal. That's not great. <laughs> yeah, I think that person wanted to finish work very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's a bit sombre, but... Uh, um, but, but promising signs for 8th versus ninth with Carlton and Richmond, uh, t- t- seven point ones. The tight losses hurt, but uh, shows we're in the games, yeah. uh, which a lot better than probably a couple of seasons gone by. There's a few close games, just quickly with a Gold Coast Bulldogs game. The Suns only won by four points, and they obviously have you know won a few on the run now, and Bulldogs are struggling this season. But Stanton has kicked a few the past few weeks, and it showed again. She kicked two goals, um, leading that young Gold Coast Suns forward line. Um, and even that game, like the Suns were up by about three goals, two three goals, and then the doggies came back. So it's a very close AFLW this season with eighteen teams, and you know who knows who's going to finish top eight. Still got six, seven rounds to go. Yeah, just looking at the ladder currently, Melbourne sit top. Um, Adelaide second, North Melbourne moved down to third, Brisbane fourth, Geelong fifth, Gold Coast sixth, Essendon seventh, Richmond eighth, and then it's Carlton Frio, Sydney Collingwood, St Kilda, Port, Hawthorne, Western Bulldogs, GWS and West Coast. Uh, Time to look at the VFL Grand Final now, and that was on Sunday. Yesterday went down to Icon Park to witness it. It was a good start from uh, the Werribee Tigers, but uh, just the, the talent and... Um, controversially, the 21 listed AFL players probably mm. helped the Suns out a lot. A lot um, of AFL calibre here. You can just look at those goal scorers. Choll with four, Burgess with three, McLaughlin with three, Sexton with two, uh, Day with two as well. Goodness me. So, yes, it was the Suns by 19 points in the end, 17-10, 112-14-9, 93. And, uh, yeah, the, the Suns... 
th- there were some patches in the game where they, they fell away a bit, but they just had the talent to get back into it. Um, I heard someone say too, the, uh, the, the salary cap prices, um, I, I think it's something like Werribee only have like 250k versus 4 million for the, the Suns VFL team. So. Well, I think it's a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, interesting, Skewer, isn't it? Hmm. But uh, no, it's good to see a standalone team get that far, um, and there's probably some good signs for Dimmer in the crowd for him to put in his team for next year. And uh, Mabiel Chol had a massive game, absolutely massive. Well, there's been talk that he might want to leave, so oh, that's right. interesting. So he's <laughs> left odd. to get away from him. Now he's uh, trying to do it again. Jason. Odd, 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 odd. I was going to ask the question: Would how many of those sons say I notice a few of them of the goal scorers are AFL caliber players? How many of them are going to be rejuvenated in twenty twenty four? Come Dimmer Hardwick's uh, tenure at Gold Coast. Well, I mean Sam Day, he's retired. Uh, Alex Sexton, much loved player at the club. I th- think he'll stay. Uh, Hollands might go to Carlton. Sam. Yes, with his. I think it's cousin or brother. Brother, brother. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so, that'd be good. Because he played very well as well. Mm. And so did Sean Monarch. Six goals, two, and 27 disposals. Not too bad, Jezza. Yeah, well, that's that's a dream <laughs> game. Anyone would want to kick six to 27 touches. He also had um, free centre clearances there. Um, yeah, it just shows that, you know, you can play for a VFL side and still have an absolute um, stunning game against 21 AFL players. So... Mm. Werribee put up a great fight, and it was very close the whole game. The margin was only 19 points. So. The, the comeback did look on um, late. They kicked the first couple of goals, I think, in the last quarter, and it looked like they were going to storm back home, but uh, uh, the Suns put, put them to bed, and then that was over. What was the atmosphere like? Because I couldn't find a park at pretty... I'd, yeah, it was just... Were you there, Jerry? Well, well <laughs> not for... Just missed the Werribee game because of oh, work, but okay. did see the highlights. Yes, no, uh, it was... Um, very packed, a great atmosphere, um, and uh, it, it's good what they've done with, with the uh, investments in Icon Park, and they've turned it into this new uh, hub. So it was very exciting, and uh, it, I think it was a nice reflective day for me to just sit there, <laughs> process Carlton season. Um, Do you want to <laughs> so evaluate Carlton season later in the show? Uh, well, maybe if we get time, All but right. uh, I think I've, I've spoken enough about them throughout the, the recent <laughs> yes, shows. Yes, you have. <laughs> the, big, yes. the bigger picture, however, for the VFL Grand Finals, that this is the first trophy Gold Coast can take back home and put in their cabinet. Mm. Yeah. Finally dust it out, give it a bit of a clean, and the yeah, yeah. next give it a bit well, of a before shine. Before that, they were probably considered the Tottenham, well, not to the high <laughs> calibre of it, you know. Um, <laughs> And uh, good start for them. I think they'll have a better better year next year. All right, Tam, time now. Now it's the night of nights tonight um, at uh, Crown. It is the Brownlow medal, and we're going to take a look at that now. Now it's very, very interesting. Uh, I think this is going to be another very, very close year because, um, uh, well, with the likes of Dacos injuring himself uh, and some other players playing equally really good. I think this is going to be a very close contest tonight, but it's always a great night in grand final week, um, and it's interesting to see some of the players um, players obviously having a good time who <laughs> have had well a break uh, from their season finishing already and can enjoy the night to the stressed table of the teams competing in the grand final that um, 
have, have got a long week. They just want to get through to the big dance. So it's going to be very, very exciting. It's a, it's a great night. Who are we tipping, guys? Well, before we get to that, oh, no. <laughs> get a little bit before we Break go straight to our predictions. Yeah. Where's the suits, boys? No, I didn't quite, but I've got something here. I've got something I here. I nearly pulled out the got comedy ties, or I can't deny it. Oh, oh, no. What he has done so. is he has pulled out a replica Brownlow medal and he's put it around he's his neck. He's given himself the Brownlow medal. Right. Is that <laughs> Good no, point, Jerry. I'm borrowing this off um, <laughs> borrowing this off, uh, off uh, Patrick, who, of course, won oh, it last yeah. year. You're good mates so. with him, aren't you? <laughs> no, it, it is a great, exciting night. And it's, funny enough, Gil's last count. So <laughs> it's going to make go. it an interesting one. Um, so the Brownlow predictor currently um, just looking at, uh, well, some of the standout favourites. Is that via fr.com.au? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Liam's got it in front of me and I'm reading Lockie Neal, Nick mm. Dacos, Zach Butters, Marcus Bonson, Pelly as the top four. Well, Liam. the thing with Lockie Neal is when he's not tagged, he's usually best on ground. So he's going to get a lot of three mm. votes. I just feel like with Neil McCluggage or one of the other mids with, you know, Ashcroft early in the year could cancel out a few free votes. Probably. Yeah, so and that's you, why. You could say that with Bont and Pally as well. Yeah, I mean, Libre. that's why Dacos is, even though he missed yeah. the last three rounds, he's still a very dangerous, no, not dangerous, but very likely winner as well. Tonight. Not necessarily tagged, and he was playing across not only half back but as a midfielder as well, mm. and he was a versatile player at that. Do we have any Smokies, boys? Petrarca. Petrarca, okay. yeah. Um... Well, my smoky isn't a player per se, but and I, I think this is probably not even a smoky. But I think tonight it will be a draw. Really? Yep. It'll be either Between be a two, two way or three way tie. I uh, want to see. Some I'm not exactly sure. Maybe Nick, Dos- Nick Dick Dacos could be a part of it <laughs> oh. with why do you uh, say, a few other players. Before you go on, why do you say big call, Jerry, and chicken? Oh, I just think well, if there's been an outright winner for the past 25 years. It's going to keep going for another five. Past what? No, not 25. 20. Yeah, well, yeah, 20, yeah, 20 years, sorry, yeah. So it will keep going. Like, the, the script won't change for another five, ten years. I don't, know, I don't know if t- t- this year was so outright because uh, I feel like... I guess so, but... It was a lot more open this year and, and I feel like I, I haven't had it. Apart from the talk of Dacos... Um, well, Bontempelli, and I'd, I'd also give Zach Butters a good shout. He started high. very yeah. well, didn't he? Yeah, especially during that massive yeah. port run as well. That That should be able to help him. Um, so yeah. Or does Connor Rosie take a few votes off? Yeah, him? that's the question. Could yeah. I hope some defenders get some votes? I mean, a guy like Stephen May or Sam yes. Taylor, they deserve to get three votes occasionally. But the umpires, they just love the midfielders, don't they? On that, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's very it hard. It's always it's, well, it's, it's a midfielders' medal. It's Stephen it's May got about is. four votes last year, which was it is interesting. Forwards can get a few as well. I'm sure Tex will yeah, get a Tex few. Kerno will get a couple, uh, especially in the later run. I'm trying to think of yep. some other major forwards that you'd probably get. Uh, Larky. Actually, Larky might be a good shot. Maybe not necessarily three, but he definitely maybe get one on against Tom Coast. Yeah, that's a three. Errol Goulden had a good late part of his year. He's a smoky. uh, Could fly up there towards the end. Tom Green had a massive year for the Giants as well. Does um, Toby pull well? In the conversation. He should. Oh, yeah. I I reckon he does. Yeah, for a Ford. Yeah. 100%. Liam, here's Sinclair for the Saints is in this big list as well. I don't mind him. Um, playing off half back, probably not going to get that much votes. But who's Jerry? Well, should we just do this for our teams? Who's going to be the highest polled player from your club? We'll start probably with you, Jerry. Harry Sheasel. 
I'd say Jack Sinclair by a mile. Zach Merritt, I'd would I'd yep. say for the Bombers. Uh, Carlton, I'm interested actually. Uh, I might say Walshy or or yeah. Charlie. Okay. Where would Patrick Cripps lie, the current Brownlow medalist? Where uh, would he rank overall? Uh, he had a better second half to his year than it was the first half. Um, so he, he may, might crack into the top top twenty, but uh, he's been I'd, banged up. Yeah, it? it's yeah. been a tough year for the old Cripper. There you go. Brownlow, 8 o'clock, crown tonight. Yep. And then so also in that will be the goal of the year and mark of the year announced as well. Yep. Um, Haven't been paying attention to that, to I be brutally Harry honest. Yeah. Yes. Harry Himmelberg actually had two <laughs> nominations, yep. uh, but I think his run. first one that he did in Gather Round will be the one picked up for that. And then maybe goal of the year, Dan Houston, after the siren, in wet conditions. <laughs> oh, sorry, It wasn't Jason. as wet as it Anyway, <laughs> it was raining. It's a heavy it ball. Was ra- no, but I think they replaced the ball because the Bombers had scored a behind about a minute before. I, I don't, I'm not sure. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have have to, to reset that. that. They scored a point about a minute before, so they probably would have replaced the ball. I don't know. When there's a minute to go, pressure. I think they just leave it. Mm. Maybe. Uh, we'll review the um, So that, <laughs> yeah, uh, that yeah, and um, Will Ashcroft. Yeah, that yeah, amazing yes, goal yes, early yes, in the season. That's true. Maybe um, Majacek, the soccer and the goal line. Richelli kicked one. Well. I think Charlie Cameron had one bounce off his ankle. No, that was Ashcroft. Sorry, my, my apologies. I can't remember. <laughs> Check that. I actually haven't been paying attention to goal of the year this year, sadly. All right, so pick one winner. Pick one winner. We'll go Ashcroft with Ashcroft's goal, I reckon, is up here. Okay. Yeah. And, and, now, and now our predictions. Well, who For are you the Brownlow? Yep. Starting from who, me? I reckon yep. Nick Dacos will win it. I think Nick Dacos, yes. Someone's got to say Bond, but I'll go Dacos. Um, I'll say yeah, Dacos tied, but maybe with maybe with uh, Bont or Butters. Yeah. What about Neil? No. Neil, yeah, Lucky in Neil. there as well. Honestly, the four I go back to is Dacos, Bontempelli, Butters, and Petrarca. They're my four that I look at as the most likely to take it away. But honestly, I'll disagree with what Jerry chickened earlier. Is that I hope I see two medalists this year. That'd be nice to see. We almost got one in twenty thirteen. Uh, we almost nearly got one. I well, think, it's just been. A I think later this on. is another twenty years exactly. So if we if yep. we're having a that Brisbane a three. Brisbane Collingwood rematch twenty years on, why not have a Brown, Brownlow tie the same week as well? A bit of symmetry. The more uh, things change, the more they stay the same. Hey. <laughs> All right. When we come back, so the Brownlow medal, eight p.m. seven thirty is the red carpet, um, and it's going to be a massive grand final week. We'll review the prelim finals next. Um, and a couple more things before we end the show. That's all coming up on the Sports Desk on Sin. Kids, Robbie Williams, and uh, yes, we're excited in grand final week. He sung that uh, last year's grand final. Probably one of the best performances uh, for this year. Uh, this year we've got Kiss, of course, exciting next Saturday. <laughs> Probably doesn't live up to the same hype, but uh, still, still exciting. Um, but now it's time to look at... The prelim finals. The final two remain. Welcome to Grand Final Week. Right here live on the Sports Desk. And so, yes, a big weekend. I think the prelim finals lived up to expectations. They were certainly massive. And we'll start off with Friday. So it was Collingwood and GWS with a full MCG 96,000, and it was the Pies by 1.81058 to 89.57. I got my prediction the other way around, it seems. How poetic was that? Uh, massive statement from the Pies. 
Um, what a surge from the Orange Tsunami. They really did get, gave it to them. But yeah. I think in finals, those goals are costly. Every forward 50 entry and every chance on goal has got to go in. It, they've got to count. Um, so they haunt them a little bit. One that sticks in mind is the, the Toby Green, mm. <laughs> where it was marked on the line, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. but. Well, yes, that's no. just great footy IQ from uh, yep. Steel Sidebottom there. If even if he fumbles that, your game is tied, and you're probably going to get see an overtime based on the amount of stoppages we had in the final two minutes. Toby Green was so overcome with emotions in the rooms following yeah. that game, you could see how much it meant to him. Yeah, that was sad. Sold him, which was um, good gesture from him. No, that yeah. f- f- from where they came from with a brand new coach. Um, the Giants did extremely, extremely well to get that far. And what a firecracker of the game. Uh, really good game. Uh, Josh Kelly for the Giants, 34. Uh, Tom Green, uh, another great performance from him, 34. Uh, Whitfield, 26 goals-wise. Uh, Brown, one goal, two for him. Uh, Lloyd, one goal, one. Uh, and Toby Green, two um, in a final, and the, the matchup. What do you think of some of the matchups that lived up to the hype? Green or Maynard, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, it was that was a good matchup. I loved watching contest to contest. Um, yeah, it was pretty evenly matched, wasn't it? Yep. For the Pies, uh, Dugowie got thirty four disposals. Uh, Dacos twenty eight. Pendlebury twenty five. No issues for Dacos. He comes straight back in. Didn't mm. look like he was mm. gone. Really, it was like we said. He was the missing piece. The Collingwood midfield, uh, Pendlebury twenty five, Sidebottom twenty four, uh, Tom Mitchell twenty four, McStay. Now he goes. It's bittersweet news for the Pies. Two goals, one, but he goes down for an injury and misses the grand final. Um, that's interesting. Myacek one goal, two. Jamie Elliott one goal, two. Bo McCreary one goal, one. Um, so yeah, m- massive, massive win from the Pies. Bit of a Bit of a comeback. How many goals did they kick in a row at one point? They kicked like maybe in the last quarter or last half. They had at least four or five in a row mm. to get back in the game. Sure. And, and even Dan McStay, as you said, it was a great matchup between him and Sam Taylor. And Dan McStay did pretty well. It'll be interesting to see who they bring in, whether they bring in a big like Billy Frampton or a small like Jack Ginevan. Yep. Any last thoughts on the game? Um, well, I think you said it was a massive performance from Collingwood, but I feel like the Giants should have tagged Dacos a bit heavier, like what Hawthorne did to antagonise him, um, because they just let him play his game, which, you know, he had 28 touches, and Brisbane should do something like to, you know, wind him down a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I thought Connor Iden was huge. I watched him live against the Saints. Really impressed me. He is a monster, and he got five marks and defended really well. Mm. So why don't see him? May I just quickly debate the Jerry point there of maybe not taking Nick Dacos as hard? Maybe, but wasn't the main tactic that Adam Kingsley went into to say they were focusing more on Jordan Dugowie? And I think that would have been a bit more of a uh, you could be proven right there because he played the game of his career that night. But like, regardless, if, if they were focusing on Jordan Dugowie, how come he had like yeah, thirty-four touches? Well, it around. probably just didn't work. It didn't then. work, did it? Yeah. Probably just didn't work. And luckily for the Giants, he was off the ground for eight minutes. He couldn't get back on the ground, mm-hmm. Jordan Dugowie, which was really interesting. So well done to the Pies. They make it to the big dance yeah. by one point, the same margin they. Uh, lost out to last year. Exactly Paint- right. How poetic. Yes. Mm. Uh, Brisbane Lions and Carlton um, in the second prelim Saturday afternoon, 5.15pm, 11.13, 79. 
uh, over the Blues, 9-9-63, a 16-point win in the end. Uh, they were just the Lions too fan, good. They looked too good. The Lions fans would have been terrified at quarter time. The, but uh, One of the most exciting first quarters I've ever seen. Uh, just well, so much fun. Then there comes to be a soothing light at the end of the tunnel for the Blues fans, but it's just a freight train coming their way. They didn't score another <laughs> goal for about, uh, what was it, a quarter and a half, Liam? About that, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, well, just too costly, I think. Um, and it seemed we ran out of legs. We were already tired and battered up going into that game. And then a fresh, fresh uh, pride of Lions came out and uh, they were ready to go. I think I think that they were shell-shocked at quarter time. Yep. I don't know what uh, um, Coach would have said to them, but to <laughs> get things going here, this need to switch on. Become a freight train. And, uh, That's what they did. <laughs> my only concern with uh, with Brisbane, probably one of their lowlights, uh, Charlie Cameron. A lot of misses, so mm. he'll need to straighten himself up for the big dance, I think. Mm. And just quickly, um, I feel like... The two free goals that were in the game were because of Brisbane's defenders. So they pushed up to the forward line and just Carlton just didn't mark them. So your forwards, like always and all that, were not marking Lester. Oh, yeah, the it was a bit hard. He was playing the reserves. <laughs> oh, not always. <laughs> oh, stitch up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the other bloke and then McKenna kicked the goal as well. So, yeah, anyway. I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought Jordan Boyd was very good. Oh, standout. Best on ground. Who hasn't played since the Port mm-hmm. Adelaide game, probably four or five rounds ago for the year. Um, so to, for him to come in and play that game, it looks super. Um, but, yeah, it's just was a step, a bridge too far. And, uh, look, the Blues definitely have some work done so well, but we've got some a lot of things to work on for next year. I love how poignant Michael Voss was in his press conference uh, post-game. Uh, I think you could be confidently say that the Blues can make top four next year yeah. and probably reach uh, a similar position. I, uh, I would say so. Be yeah, proud, Blues fans. Four. Nothing's guaranteed, but um, no. yeah, they're looking pretty good. Yeah, I, I think what he's done, and in such a, a short time of being there as well, he's been the best two footy years of my life from recent memory. So much fun. So uh, as, as sad it is, as it is, um, I'm very happy with the way things went this year. I'd asterisk that. I think last year doesn't count. What do you mean? Yeah, it fell out by a point. Yes, and that was the, shattering. I, I'm, I'm talking the overall of the games. Okay. I went, had fun. We had wins. Uh, before that, we weren't even close to it. Fair enough. Um, and Harry Mackay, two goals to um, – so there's that one for Kane Corns because uh, he is in our best 22 and uh, the fans roared. And well done to the travelling fans too. It really made the ga- uh, the Gabba pretty even for a while. They drowned out the Lions fans in many instances, yeah. yes. Uh, Danaher, a couple stats here for the Lions. Two goals, one for him. Uh, McInerney, two. McCarthy, two. Uh, as I mentioned before, one goal, three for Cameron. Kalamachi. One yeah. goal, one, and Eric Hippold with one goal. The first one to start things off there. And shout-out Kitty Coleman. Passes like a dart. Fantastic. Oh, superb game from him. Berry, 24. Uh, Dunkley, 23. Lockie Neal. Some of these um, season, uh, like the Dunkleys, work so well for them this year. Uh, so... Uh, getting in, them into the team. Finally for them, uh, I mean, they missed out in the prelim too. So both teams that played in a prelim and lost last year are in the big dance this year. So we will preview the massive big dance next, uh, This sorry, this Thursday, 6pm, live at the Mountain Mount View Hotel in Richmond for our special Sports Desk Grand Final Show. Um, 
It's time now for... Uh, we'll quickly look at the round of the Premier League, a couple of results there, and then we'll get to our Monday quiz. And we'll start off with a big game last night. It was the North London derby, and it ended in 2-2. Very tense game, and both teams remain undefeated. Mm. Um, well, it was both, both you know, attacking players that scored for goals, really. So, Bukayo Saka had a penalty... Um, rightly so. He slotted that one and also scored a very nice goal. And then also Humin Son, um, just, just mm. Captain Courageous. He, he's, you know, setting a great example and he's a great human being. So, yeah, I feel like it, it deserved to be 2-2. Like, not one side, like, had different patches and possession was pretty even as well in shots. Yep. Right. Two, yeah, two soft goals, though. An own, own goal and then a penalty. To be fair. Oh, first Arsenal. Yeah, yeah Romero Arsenal. gave away yeah. two goals. So, anyway. Uh, Brian won 3-1. Sheffield went down to Newcastle 8-0. That's a massive win for Newcastle. <laughs> Liverpool 3-1 over West Ham. Man United 1-0 over Burnley. Aston Villa 1-0 over Chelsea. Um, What's happening I got a Chelsea? red card in that game. Jeez. It just gets from bad to worse. Everton 3-1 over Brentford. Luton Town and Wolves a 1-1 draw. Man City over Nottingham Forest 2-0 and Crystal Palace and Fulham 0-0 draw. So we'll get more into the Ramble game, of course, when we're done with footy for 2023. It's time for the Minute Monday's quiz. And now the sports capital becomes the quiz capital. It's the Sports Desk Minute Mondays. We're doing a hybrid this time around, Sam, oh. Jerry and Liam. It is going to be Brownlow Medal History mixed in with Season 2023 in review. How do you feel? All right, sure. <laughs> That's been a good season. I hope we were paying attention. Yes. Well, I mean, Channel 10 might steal your title if you're going to say that. But oh. anyway. Oh. Okay, we're going to put <laughs> 60 okay. seconds on the clock and they're going to buzz in with the names. Test your buzzers, please. Sam. Liam. Jerry. And they're going to name me all the answers of season 2023 in review, and we're going to t- test their knowledge in Brownlow Medal history. Uh, not only that, uh, uh, actually, nope, there's no more admin to do. Let's just go straight to it. Play along at home. Sports test could sin. Your time starts now. If they get it wrong, I'll just say the answer. Which round was gather round? Sam. Jerry. Sam. Five. Correct. Nat Five won his first Jerry. Brownlow. Yes. 20... <laughs> 2015. Tex Walker and Charlie Kerno. Sam. Both. Sam. Uh, the common medal. West Coast Eagles. <laughs> oh. Which bottom four club defeated both grand finalists? Liam. Liam. Hawthorne. Correct. What was the highest position on the ladder Geelong reached in 2023? Jerry. Jerry. Six. Fifth. True or false? Port Adelaide won a showdown in 2023. Sam. Liam. Sam. Uh, false. Correct. Gary Ablett won his second oh, round Jerry. in Jerry. 2013. Beating out which former teammate by one vote, Joel Selwood. 36 <laughs> votes is the record for the modern voting system. Name one of the two players to tally this. Liam. Liam. Dangerfoot. Dustin Martin, Ollie Wines. Name a margin Collingwood defeated the Adelaide Crows by in 2023. Jerry. Jerry. Five points. One point or two. What was the highest position on the ladder Fremantle reached in 2023? Sam. Sam. Uh, seventh. Ninth. Oh. Charlie Kerno won the Coleman medal. Jerry. Who finished Liam. third? Nick Lucky. Correct, Jerry. That's a draw. Uh, no, it's not. It's actually not a draw. Two one one. Sam Manhannett wins it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. And Jerry's, Jerry has walked Jerry's off set. <laughs> <laughs> he stepped away from the mic. Can we let Jason finish the question, please? <laughs> oh, well, he's very competitive. It's it's too much for him. 
Okay, so, well, that was the Minute Monday quiz. That was the sports desk. <laughs> uh, a reminder, as we said, yes, we did do a show on Friday uh, that due to technical issues didn't go to air, uh, but you can catch the podcast um, as well if you want to hear some of that. But uh, we uh, got a massive week ahead, building up to a special grand final show. A reminder, Thursday, 6 p.m., in Bridge Road at the Mount View Hotel in Richmond. Just to kick away from the footy festival, we'll be doing our special grand final show at 6pm uh, and then you'll be able to hear it Friday 5pm uh, on the airwaves um, and you'll be able to see a video of it on the Facebook page. Uh, and then Saturday, the Encore is at 10am for that as well. So it's the best week of year. It's footy Christmas. It's grand final. It's... The most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. Yes, it's Collingwood and Brisbane, the big dance at the MCG. Hope you all have a good week and we'll see you on Thursday. Thanks for listening.